Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss leaning your customer list. Thanks, Miles. This is um, an interesting topic, at least for me. I'm a marketer, so like my brain wants to bring customers in, but you're talking about looking at the list and... Checking it twice. <laughs> Finding out who's <laughs> naughty and nice. Well, um, in manufacturing, we define naughty as eight wastes. Okay. Eight wastes. We've talked about that before. And so okay. what I hope to create in people's minds is that perhaps our customers are actually creating eight wastes or at least several of the eight wastes in our operations and so just like they audit us for conformance to quality standards yeah perhaps we should look at our customers and see what kind of negativity are they contributing to our operations by uh, by the fact that they're just who they are. And in a time, our business trends report came in gangbusters, gangbusters. Yeah. Um, maybe we should reserve our limited capacity to customers who don't inflict us with waste. Ooh, okay. I like that thought. So explain to me how the customers can cause waste in our shops. Okay. So my very first and most important waste I believe is waiting. And the reason that I think waiting is the most important or the most devastating is because waiting causes a loss of time and we cannot ever recover time that's been lost. And time is money. And time is money. Time is money. Now, you've got machine time, that's at a dollar value. You've got performer's time, that's at a dollar value. But there's even more to it than that. How many, dear listeners, how many of your customers are actually paying you within the contracted terms? Oh, that's a great question. Who's waiting? Right. Who's waiting, right? They wanted their parts on time. You'd like your money on time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the time value of your billings? That's an MBA question, right? <laughs> yeah. What's the time value of your billings that are in arrears? That is definitely, there could be a lot of waste in that. It, it's, it's economic terrorism, Carly. Ooh. They're holding your billings hostage. That's an interesting <laughs> way to look at it. I never right? thought of it that way. Right? Right? So okay. what's, what's the total impact on your bottom line of the, the, that opportunity cost, that, that cost of lost earnings. So waiting, unrecoverable loss, that's one. But that's not the only one. No? You mean for waiting? For waiting. What else? Well, let's say we're doing a new, uh, a new part for a customer, and we've got to get you know, the gauges set up, we've got to get the machine set up, we've got to get the tooling, we get the tooling, we get the material in, finally we get the material in. We run off parts, 
And what do we get from the customer? Uh, need an authorization and you're not getting it? Crickets, yes, uh, crickets, uh, right? <laughs> you do need that final authorization to produce, Yeah. right? And guess what? The people at your customer, all of them are saying, it's not my job because they don't want to be held accountable. We're held accountable. Yeah. And now we're waiting for them to pass the buck around to see who's going to dare. <laughs> Authorize this. <laughs> Authorize a part that they desperately need. That's also, I could totally see what a waste. Right. The machines are sitting, people are sitting, yeah. Gauges are sitting, you've got invoices to your suppliers for all the new tools, oh. gauges, material. And they're pushing it off with every day that they delay giving you your authorization to produce. They're holding your hostage again. earnings hostage, right? They're terrorists. Well, waiting is definitely a big waste. I can see why you brought that one up first. Yeah. We, we can't recover the time loss, Carly. Mm -hmm. Our operations are built on hourly rates. And as the waiting period extends, you know, that multiplies. So... Listeners, what are you doing to recover customer, to identify and recover customer caused waste of waiting in your shop operations? It's a great question to ask. So, okay, waiting, sounds like you're done with waiting. What's next? Inventory. Inventory, okay. Inventory. Are we talking about just-in-time shops or all shops? I think we're talking about all shops, but we decide to hold inventory. We decide to hold inventory. Yeah. Why do we decide to hold inventory? Perhaps our customers' forecasts are worthless. <laughs> okay. Perhaps their release schedules are unreliable and subject to frequent revision. We're held, I mean, we're held to the strictest standards for on-time delivery, right? Right. And quality, right? Right. Who's holding anybody to a standard for release of schedule and forecasts? Hmm. You make a great point. There's waste in there. There's waste in there. Carly, if you don't mind, I'd like to share an, an anecdote from my early days in steel. Oh, I love it when you tell a story. We had an account that came in and said, you're our worst supplier. What? Seriously? I was their worst supplier because I worked to their forecast. And by the time they re released the parts they needed, yeah. it, was, they, it was totally unrelated to the forecast <laughs> they'd given me. And that's on you. And that's on me. I said, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Vice President of a former spin-off of a former automotive OEM whose name and Detroit location will remain anonymous. <laughs> and I told my, I, I got my team together and we determined how much we had shipped to this customer for every part over a two-year period. Yeah. And presuming that the auto business wasn't going to blow up immediately. Right. We, we did our own forecast based on, you know, average and standard deviation. Mm -hmm. 
Part of the problem was I had to run hexes and I could only do that one week of a month. And so I was always three weeks away from the next run of hexes. If you didn't tell me, you know, I was like three weeks away. Right. We totally ignored their release, their forecast. Totally ignored it. I told my sales <laughs> gal, when it comes in, put it in that special container there under your desk. Oh. Five months later, we are invited to their supplier quality event because now we are their best supplier for on-time delivery. Because <laughs> you ditched their forecast. We and totally ignored their forecast. Mm -hmm. And they insisted we come and talk. And I said, I can't do it. And the guy, I mean, French cuffs, vice president with French cuffs, right? Yeah. Flew to my plant in Georgia to say, Mr. Free, we need you at this, at this supplier event. And I called in my inside sales manager. I said, Suzanne, I said, please tell Mr. Vice President what we do, how we give them the best service. And she looked at him and said, we don't even open your forecast. <laughs> and you don't want Mr. Free to tell your, your other suppliers that. And then she walked him through what we did. Mm -hmm. The guy shook my head hand, mm -hmm. the guy shook my hand, thanked me for using statistics for good, <laughs> and I never heard from them again. Worst to first, but it was based on garbage input. Which a lot of customers give. That's right. So that causes waste in our shop. Right, if you're a just-in-time shop, you've got to hold inventory to cover for their poor forecast. Yep. Definitely a waste from the customer yeah. side. Yeah. So what else? Well, if you're going to do that, at least be honest with yourself and your accounting team and charge for it. Oh, yeah. And when your customer balks, <laughs> you can wave goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay? If your customer is causing you to have unwanted inventory mm -hmm. because their systems aren't robust or for whatever reason, if they can't pay for the cost they're inflicting on you, that's, that, that's not economic terrorism, that's just being a parasite. It is, because right? you're, you end up providing that inventory right. service because they can't do it themselves. Right, and you're not getting paid for it, you're not being compensated, so nope. um, you know, lean your customer list. You've got better customers out there that are responsible with their forecast responsible with understanding when they move something up, you can only jump so high in the Earth's gravitational field. All right, what's next? Overproduction. Yeah, is this kind of tied to inventory? It's kind of tied to inventory, but, but it's really, overproduction is a sign that you don't have confidence in your ability to do prompt setups, or you don't have confidence in your customer's forecasts, and so you're keeping safety stock. Uh, okay. So the other area that I'd like to talk about overproduction is many times we fail to have the difficult conversations with our customers regarding what is the proper order quantity? What is the proper release quantity for our shops? What's economical? I can't 
do an eight-hour setup on an entire cell, production cell, and, and then a week later you're going to ask for another. I'm not going to lose a whole day's worth of operations right. just to make four more days worth of work, right? So the releases should match. There should be a match. It should be synchronized. And a lot of the OEMs, they just, hey, I just want what I want when I want it. I understand one piece flow. I understand lean. I used to teach it. But the bottom line is, if you've got eight hours of setup, somebody's got to pay for, for seven of those happen. eight hours, yeah. right? So uh, getting the right quantity, production quantity aligned, shipping quantity aligned. Otherwise, we're going to put more material in. It's not being billed, but we've got invoices on the material and the labor that we've got in it. And again, our earnings are being held hostage. So, um, so a discussion needs to be had with the customer, like a reality check. It is. After you've made sure that you're not behind the curve on setup time, right. that you're not putting the obstacles in front of yourself, then it's time to talk with the customer. That makes sense. Yeah. So what do we have there? Three. Uh, Three. We had waiting, inventory, and overproduction. So I'm sure there's something else. Well, obviously there's, there's something else. Our customers are quick to scold us. Okay. Yeah. Again, get back to the point of this whole podcast. Who's holding the customers accountable? Now, Overprocessing is one of those eight ways, right? And guess, guess who's on the hook for overprocessing? Is it us? Not likely. No? Not likely because we produce to the print that the customer gives us. Who, puts the spe who specifies the tolerances on the print? Oh, the customer. Yes, usually some brand new engineer who takes the smallest number they know, divides it by 10, and then makes it a unilateral tolerance. Oh, okay. So they're overproducing. I get it now. Yeah, right. Okay. They're over-requiring. I mean, they, the thickness of a sheet of paper is three thousandths. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. A two-tenths of a two-ten-thousandths tolerance means you're slicing the sheet of paper 15 slices the hard way. Right. <laughs> okay. Does this insert really, really, really need two ten thousandths of an inch unilateral tolerance? I'm not convinced it does. Okay. And because it does, we have to replace our tools more often. We have to do more surveillance inspections. The machine is down while we're doing all this stuff. And we might even need to get a secondary uh, operation to grind or finish or do something to, to hit this, you know, Los Alamos <laughs> National Lab specific, specified qual quality level that really just, just not really appropriate, okay? So we need to really look at the features, make sure. We need to look at the features. We need to look at the tolerances and... You know me, I'm a metallurgist, right? Right. So what's a metallurgist going to do? Make sure it's the right material. Make sure it's the right material. I don't know how many times, how many times, 
Someone has asked for alloy steel because it's better. Right. But they're not going to heat treat it. So they don't need alloy. No. Why would you pay for alloy steel if you're not going to develop the properties it can achieve by heat treatment? Total waste. Total waste. Over-processing, over-specifying, I don't care what you call it, as a metallurgist, don't buy alloy steel if you're not heat treating. Yeah. What he said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else on over-processing? Well, I, I do. This is, this, is, this is not a sermon, but this is... This is a word of advice to our sales and engineering department. This one can be picked up in contract review. Contract review is when you can do that. And here's a, here's a clue. Those of us old timers who had to calculate CPK the hard way, Mm-hmm. I mean, that's before calculators, <laughs> <laughs> let alone you cell make phones. Chips with your yeah. chisel and your yes, stone. <laughs> yes, cuneiform in clay tablets. <laughs> I found it very easy to do contract review on tolerances by creating a table of CPK for different processes. Mine happened to be bar drawing, but yours could be for form tooling, it could be for cutoff, it could be overall length. There's a number of things. Calculate your process capability. And if the process capability isn't sufficient to what you're being asked for, mm-hmm. you, you need to ask for more money. Contract review is the key to avoiding these wastes. Okay. Catch it before, at the beginning. Yes. Catch it at the beginning. Okay, so we've talked about waiting. We've talked about... Inventory, overproduction, overprocessing. I'm thinking you're going to talk about defects at one point. That's right. And, you know, customers are, are quick, quick to send to us on our account, collect, return freight, materials or products that they think are defects. Right. When do we get to get credited for them giving us the wrong spec, the wrong drawing, the wrong release, the wrong forecast, or an incorrect, inaccurate forecast. When do we get to debit for that? Ooh, I don't know. Now, each of those that we talked about is delay, it's waiting, yeah. over-processing, uh, cause over-inventory, we made the wrong stuff, now it's in inventory till next March. Right. Okay, they're holding our money hostage. When do we get to recover? Is there an answer? Uh, my question is, we're doing this podcast yeah. to ask you if you have an answer, dear listener, because your earnings are being held hostage up on, on that rack over there because possibly, quite possibly, the customer gave you the wrong forecast, the wrong lead time, the wrong spec, the wrong, wrong something, and you don't have a process, one, to prevent that in contract review, right. and two, to recover the costs of the waste that your customer created. So, so my question to our listeners is, do you recognize, do you make your customer aware, do you hold them accountable for the waste that they inflict on your process? 
I'm thinking each of these on their own could be a huge waste, but then if you have more than one or all of them, that the the waste is exponential. It is. Now multiply by the number of customers. Oh man. Okay, so we definitely gotta check our list. So at least half of the eight wastes of lean can be identified and assigned as a customer caused loss to our bottom line. My question is as a manager of a shop to sustain your business, can't you at least identify the repeat offenders and put them into the kind of containment and corrective action that the OEMs always are inflicting on us? Who's responsible for holding our, our customers accountable for the waste they cause in our process? Are you even reporting it to them? Or is your salesman just the nice guy bringing in the golf balls? Oh, yeah, we've all seen that. So bottom line, our shops are thriving. It's great economic times if you can get material. Are you earmarking your time for your best customers, the customers who have responsible reporting? give you forecasts that you can take to the bank and to pay you on time. Those are your best customers and those are worth your attention in 2022. And that wraps up today's podcast on Lean Your Customer List. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You don't want to miss one. And for additional information, please visit pmpa.org, where you can also search for articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see the myriad of other benefits. And why is a PMPA membership so important, Miles? Because, because we, we are better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.